but we'll we'll come back to it. We'll, we'll do it another time. Um, we'll do it another time. First of all, I want to say welcome, 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 everyone from across the world, all around the world, uh, to the to the uh, show here with Tommy Kerrigan. That's not a droid. That's not a double. That's not a transhumanist, a Klaus Schwabian thing. I know it says Tommy Moisky. I know. I can clearly see it says Tommy Moisky. Trust me, that's the real Tommy Kerrigan. But he's making fun of a Ukrainian billionaire who has many mercenary armies called Kolomoisky, Igor Kolomoisky. Tommy Moisky, how are you? And welcome to the show. Uh, the joke rapidly became less funny when you said he had many mercenary armies. I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> I'm making fun of the wrong person. Well, two weeks ago I was... Tommy Kissinger, and last week I was, I was Tommy or Putin, and so this week I'm Tommy Moisky because apparently I'm trying to get assassinated by someone from that Azov Battalion or some Ukrainian paramilitary group. But uh, yeah, I figured things are still kind of, you know, I feel somewhat vindicated because I think it was last week I was saying with you, and you were kind of saying along with me, I was like, after two years of COVID, it, it definitely just feels like I can't believe anything that the media tells me no matter what it is. And in the last couple of days, we've been vindicated in that everyone from Snake Island is alive. The ghost of Kiev is not real. Uh, those pictures of Zelenko or Zelensky on the front line are from 2019. And even yesterday, that uh, that thing that CNN put out of that uh, Ukrainian news chopper getting shot down by like a, a, a Russian surface-to-air missile was from 2021. It's from like last spring. So yeah, in one short week, what took two years with COVID to see the narrative fall apart, it seems like it's falling apart now. And instead of 104 weeks, now it's falling apart in one week. So we're getting better at tearing apart narratives, I suppose. And isn't that a beautiful thing? When narratives, when false narratives last 104 minutes instead of 104 weeks, I mean, it's a lot less time where you have to spend out of work and uh, selling off excess inventory from your bankrupt business. Yeah. This is this is basically an inconvenience during a Netflix movie. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's dispensed with. It's, you know, every once in a while, Tommy, you see one of those movies and it's doesn't have any big name actors. And you think maybe what the heck, it's on an interest area I like. Let's go throw the $3 down on Netflix. It turns out to be a dog. Okay. Yeah. So what? 104 minutes out of your life, folks, to knock down false narratives uh, versus, well, think about it. you sold off your children in the last two years. Your wife left you. Uh, you lost your business. You couldn't uh, even have beer with your friends on Sunday to watch football. Uh, you're thinking about going into an institution and going on antipsychotic, antidepressants. I'm just saying them, uh, Joe Average. Right. That's what's happened to you in two years and 104 weeks. Yeah. Right. With the lockdown. But this was only a, a brief blip, 104 minutes. It's a bad Netflix movie. Yeah. And uh, I was going to say that <clears throat> I always feel bad saying it because 2020 was such a was such an awful year for so many people, either from COVID losses or being the victims of uh, oppressive government lockdowns and, and restrictions. But 2020 was the best year ever for my podcast because everyone was at home. I could just get any guest I wanted. And I'm, I'm realizing more and more that uh, 
doesn't help that I started my podcast on December 12th, 2019. And I think the first COVID case in the US was December 13th. So who is the direct benefactor of COVID? It's been me with my podcast. So it's only a matter of time before uh, they close in on me. The Tommy Moisky podcast. <laughs> uh, how many women, how many women have not gone out on that new date with that new uh, uh, instructor, aerobics instructor, not an aerobics instructor, but a personal trainer, right? Because uh, he may give me COVID, right? And so they've stayed at home. They stayed at home and watched Tommy Moisky. <laughs> they watched Tommy Moisky on podcast. <laughs> Instead. Yes. So they haven't necessarily gotten any better in shape over this period of time, this 104 weeks. But man, they are smart now. Now they're smart and they're probably smart a little closer to the edge of a psychotic breakdown as they take in my own psychosis through osmosis. And, uh, but with, with that, so yeah, it, but you also kind of see that in like on more of like a serious note, like you do see it more on Twitter. Like it wasn't just me alone. Obviously you saw that from a lot of people a week ago that were saying like, they're like, Hey, I'm not claiming to know what's going on, but I don't think whatever we're being fed right now is what is going on. And there are a lot of people saying that. I think there are a lot of people that had a little more kind of backbone and a little more uh, confidence in saying that. We're like, hey, we just got lied to for two years. What's really going on with this? And yeah, we're seeing in a week just how quickly it is. It is. It's not to make light of what's going on in Ukraine, but at the same time, you could see the wheels of the propaganda machine turning. Everyone was... I'm going to go take up arms. We're going to you. America needs to act now. I mean, you had so many, you had so many, you had so many soy boys on Twitter saying, we got to strike them first. We got to do a preemptive nuclear strike. Like, dude, it took 44 years of the Cold War to finally realize that there is no winning. You cannot win. Yet all of a sudden we have these geniuses that are like, I've got an idea. What if we just nuke them first? And it's like, Dude, Curtis LeMay started toying with the idea in 1949 with Strategic Air Command. It never worked out. There are movies about it. What about War Games? What about War Games? What an intriguing game. The only way to win is not to play. Sorry, but... I like that. It shows that you have a depth of knowledge in, uh, in war gaming, and that's what we need here on the Tommy Kerrigan podcast. Uh, let not a second go by where we don't have knowledge of war games. And let's do this. Let not a second go by where we don't have knowledge of Tommy's podcasts. And what we're going to do, it's, this is going to be sort of a this is your life, Tommy, uh, because you've done so much in your short life. We're going to go to your podcast now. We're going to go to Rumble. All bets are off, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to Rumble. Oh God. We're going to Rumble, and we're going to look at Tommy. Uh, Tommy's, what, it's a Tommy C podcast. No, just, What's your just, rumble just, handle? It's literally just Tommy's podcast. It's Tommy's podcast. It's I'm just, looking right at it, it's, folks. It's, it's as simple as a name as you can get. And we've had a little bit of an internet hiccup. That's why you couldn't see the, the uh, intro, but hopefully we'll play it a little bit later. But let's go down and go through these because literally, seriously speaking, each one of these is a knock your socks off interview that people like Infowars would beg. They'd yeah. knife their mother to get these things. And I'm not sure that Alex Jones might not have already knifed his mother because he didn't get these. But whether Alex knifed his mother or not, 
we have <laughs> ten, 10 minutes in and George and I are already going for the defamation. <laughs> I think, I think last week or two weeks ago, we blamed, we blamed uh, COVID on Leonardo DiCaprio. And uh... <laughs> well, uh, Tommy, I, I look at these things and I go, my goodness, look at these guests. I mean, let's start at the top. Let's go back up to the top. And there's us of talking now. But let's just go to, to uh, David O'Neill. That, that, first, that first one was today. That was a, a guy from. Play that one. Belochistan. Uh, that was, that went up like an hour ago. Um, yeah. Couldn't do an image for security reasoning, uh, security reasons, but he basically explained to us, uh, basically explained to us the drug trade in Balochistan and kind of how it's uh, still like so that's remnants of the CIA. Bordering Iran and Pakistan. Is that Balochistan? Balochistan. Balochistan, I believe. Right down there by the uh, uh, sea, uh, uh, the Asian sea there, the Sea of um, Indian Ocean, maybe? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Balochistan. Yeah, that's the Imran Awan uh, drug route there. Here we go. Let's go ahead oh, and play you, a little bit of this. You don't need to play if you don't want. I was going to say. Oh, that. gosh. No, 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 no. We, we, we get. Uh, Let's, let's air this so we get the, the views and not you, Tommy. All right. You can have them. Just, just so you know, there's no image with uh, – so his name's Aga. Um, Aga. There's no image because of security reasons, but I believe he was in the – I think he was like a tank commander for Pakistan or, or NATO okay. or something. So there's no image. So you're just going to hear his voice. Okay. Um, let's see if it happens. I want to test our internet anyway. And we are – Recording with. No, I think your internet's shit in the bed. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Well, let's try go a little bit further. I wonder if it's because I have a second internet going here. Let's try a different video. Here we go. I don't. I never want to get into a world where we have to turn off a guest in order to play a guest video, because that's not good. Because then you lose the guest. That's that's not the direction we want to go. But you know, I see that my podcast with you, Tommy, are doing quite well. They are the one last week, Ukrainian U.S. Biolabs. That one's that one's coming up on ten thousand views, which I think out of all, yeah, seven nineteen. I think out of all. Uh, 725 episodes about about 20 episodes have broken 10,000 so you're getting that's 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 some that's some uh that's some, some primo, verified air that's there. some primo real estate you're getting up there with uh with Malone. And Malone owns the top what 10 or eight you did eight Malone interviews something like that yeah I'm pretty oh, sure wow. he owns the top eight yeah yeah I mean he's just like you know, 40,000, 30,000, something he's, like that. He's a, he's a magnet. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's huge. So uh, let's go ahead and play. You know, it, it seems like, well, we'll pick one. Tyrone, I see you scrolling through, but I, I, it seems like you're being very selective. He's not going to play one. He's just going to stroll through and show the ones that we did. Here's the Malone interview. How many? 48,000. Here we go. We're going to try to play this. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. These ads are kind of insert ads. Yeah, they're terrible ads. Most of the ads I get are the oh. most clickbaity ads. 
we are. And you have no control of that. According with the two kings of. Uh, that cut out, Tyrone, or did you move forward and scan forward? I think your internet cut out. Well, we could be getting that DDoS attack that they talk about so much. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Well, it's good to know that you did this episode, and now people will probably be stampeding toward Rumble uh, to uh, to see that interview. You've eight interviews, I think you've. Done. And you've done two Robert Malone interviews in the last week. True? Ten days? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He loves you. How did you get on the inside track with Robert Malone? I I don't I think I'm I just I'm I'm myself, for better or worse. Yeah. But you must have got in early and you know, like sometimes the doctors say no more patients. Yeah. I don't know. I, think, I mean I had no? him on last July. But even then, that was after he was on um, Brett Weinstein. So I don't know. Maybe he likes me. Maybe he feels bad for me. I don't know. Maybe it's like charity work. He's like, oh, this this poor kid is trying to start a podcast. I don't know. But uh, that's think, pretty. I think most people that come on enjoy the podcast. It's um, I try to make it as laid back as possible. Try not to be serious. So I can only imagine it's just kind of you know it's fun. Who cares? I mean, I did a podcast yesterday with a guy in his, I think, 70s who made untold millions on Bitcoin in the, kind of the, the, the later years of his life. We talked about UFOs and fecal matter transplants. He's starting like his own company to do like gut health. We talked about it. <laughs> yeah. I saw this guy, the, the gut health guy. Maybe we'll just go to the stills. Yeah. It's uh well maybe Tommy will talk about something. We'll just go to the stills and make the stills big, and then we'll we'll give Tommy tremendous amounts of advertising. Yeah, he was uh yeah he was wearing like a green screen jacket and just had like Hubble telescope shit flying on. But yeah, we started talking about Bitcoin, and then we jumped to Bob Lazar and Area Fifty One and Roswell craft, and then we somehow ended up on Gut Biome, and uh, yeah, that was a crazy podcast for like two. But again, that was the second time he came on. That was the second ever podcast he did. And he told me how much he enjoyed it. I think uh, I think a lot of people maybe don't realize that a, a, like a podcast production doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be like an actual show, you know, like three, two, one, and we're here and you have talking points and we're gonna talk about No, it can genuinely just be just two people sitting there shooting the shit. Like it can be, that's what it can be. I think that's what people enjoy. I'm not sure if it's me. I think it's the format of just being able to talk about whatever you want. And this would be something that would accompany a a, a beer or a, or a nice cup of coffee. And you sit back and you relax, you kick your feet up, and you listen to Tommy Kerrigan converse. Now we've got Dr. Jessica Rose and Matthew Crawford. Tell us about that. That looks like the VAERS. That looks they, like the adverse they, action they, thing. They were the original, uh, both statisticians, and they were the original. Dr. Rose is uh, from Canada. I think she's a molecular biologist and computer scientist. Matthew Crawford is, I believe, a computer analyst or scientist. I don't know. I'm terrible with numbers. They wrote the first, uh, I think, paper in 2021 uh using kind of their own extrapolations to allege the and different data points to allege that there was 150,000 deaths in the United States from the vaccine alone. 
Um, and that was like six months ago. And so we did an episode, uh, not, not even a week ago. And, uh, as my podcast does, it stayed on topic for a little bit. And then we naturally got onto Klaus Schwab and the great reset. And then, uh, actually I think we, we also talked about you and, uh, Ukrainian bio labs. And then it was just, you know, at that point it, it'd be, they know who I was. I don't know. I think Dr. Rose does. Okay. Yeah. That makes me Well, you know, Tommy, for all those news hounds out there, sometimes you get exhausted sometimes with reporting because it seems like you, you know, hammering home the same point. There's 11 bio labs. It's run by the state department. The DTRA is the kind of a state department cut out. Uh, They're using diplomatic immunity. So that's how they're getting around all the rules. They're using countries that haven't signed the BWC convention to do offensive bioweapons. There's 11 of them. You know, it's the old Nazis, uh, you know, west of the Dnieper that are doing the labs west of the Dnieper. It's the old, uh, you know, kind of uh, Russian groups uh, that are running the east side of the Dnieper. Here are all the locations. Here is the first ones that, you know, Putin's going to hit. They're going to do Kharkiv on the lower they're going to do Odessa right away because they control that ethnically. They're going to do the Crimean ones quickly. They're going to close in a pincer movement on Mariupol. They're going to cut the other end off with Kharkiv and move down to Kiev. And then the final gem will be the Dnepro. And then they've got the four uh, in the east that they're going to go after, the two, the three in Lviv and, the, and then the fourth one on the, uh, the jugular of the pipelines going toward Europe. It's obvious, you know, <laughs> anybody sitting down and looking at the chessboard, you know, in, in 30 seconds comes up with that, right? That's just, this is clear. He's got seven. He's going to go for the other four here pretty quick, right? You think that everybody sees that when they sit down at the chessboard, but a lot of people sit down at the chessboard and they look at it and they go, wow, what interesting pieces. I wonder who's playing. Is George Webb playing or who's George Webb, you know? And so they go, this is an interesting game here. They see the pieces arrayed and so forth, but they don't know that we've been saying this for five years or six years. Yeah. So when we do a podcast and it's topical now, because it looks like Putin's doing the the game plan as we've laid out all of a sudden, you know, a normal podcast that would get less than a thousand on yours blows up to 10 times that amount. Yeah. Well, Again, I think, I mean, you can kind of see it again with everyone changing like their profile pictures to just blue and yellow. And, you know, I stand with Ukraine and there's just sort of like, what do we do? Like it was just one minute. It was just wear your mask. And then the next it was the BLM fist. And then it was uh, and then it was I got vaccinated. And then it was it's I stand with Ukraine. I think more because these things are happening more more and more rapidly. Right. They, they used to be the profile picture changing shit that, that always used to just be for like shootings. Right. Just mass shooting. We, we stand with whatever the, the Bataclan in, in France. Or we stand with whatever. But as it's becoming more and more wildly diverse, I think more and more people are starting to go. It does just feel like it's like that meme. It's the MPC and they're just removing the chip, the covid chip. And then they're just inserting the Ukraine chip which is getting people to wonder 
what exactly the hell is going on. You know, if if Russia is so strong, and they are, I mean, relatively to the Ukraine, they are, what are Putin's real goals? Um, yeah, I think more and more people, I think there are just some kind of brain dead people who truly just think it's exactly what the news is telling them. And they don't think it's Uncle Sam beating the war drums like we have every year since Eisenhower gave his address. But kind of on that note, George, I want to ask you, what do you think about uh, about the Russian army or military forces uh, shelling the that nuclear power plant in Ukraine? Well, these are the guys who brought you Snake Island. These are the guys who brought you... Um, Ghost of Keith. Yeah, the Ghost of Kiev. These are the guys who seem to send Stinger missiles, which is, you know, ground to air, folks. You don't, you're not supposed to shoot those into the side of an apartment building. Um, you're not sh- supposed to shoot from inside a hospital. This is every, we saw this so much with the white helmets in Syria. That's why I say all these reporters, these women reporters that I uh, featured in 2004, uh, 14 during Syria, were the only ones who would actually go there and actually do on-site reporting. But it was, it was they, when they went there and actually looked around, they said, hey, the white helmets are actually the people that are keeping the kids in the basement. White helmets are the ones that are, are running in the guns. The white helmets are the ones that are shooting the chemical weapons. They're hiding behind humanitarian cover, and they're the ones doing all the bad stuff, right? Vanessa Beely. Uh, from England was doing this. Eva Bartlett, uh, Serena Shim. I knew her, uh, talked to her mother. Uh, she was murdered, tortured by Turkish intelligence. Shifa Gardi was another one. She was murdered and tortured by, raped and tortured by uh, Turkish intelligence. But they all had the same story. Everyone said, it's poor white helmets. This is really bad. Let's go raise money for white helmets. And then they went there and they saw the white helmets guys putting the white helmets on when they went outside so they didn't get shot and they were putting, you know, the weapons in under the cover of, uh, on stretchers and blankets and taking them. And all the kids were hostages, um, in the basement and they were, all the people were living, uh, and they told them not to move. Otherwise they're kill their kids in the basement and they were the human shields. They're doing the same thing. These Mujahideen guys, that comprised the Azov army, they're doing the same thing that didn't did in Syria, exactly the same. So you're going to see a lot of civilians killed because they're going to try to hit these Azov guys. And you're going to see a lot of civilians get in the way because they're going to use them as human shields. This, this is a replay when you go house to house like this with the high rises. This is a replay of Syria. You were probably still in college in 2014 or I, I, I just I just graduated in 2013. Yeah. Yeah. But so you haven't seen this movie before, but I've actually seen this movie many times. These Mujahideen guys, they just keep getting moved around. They just keep taking hostages in the basement. They just keep using the old women for human shields. They keep shooting stingers into their own hotels. They, they There's no low here. Yeah. There's no low that they won't go. Yeah. Right. And that's why I say... Putin has to get produce evidence. Yeah. He has to produce evidence. But, you know, firing on the uh, nuclear power plant, right, in order to take over the nuclear power plant, I would much rather have the nuclear power plant in Putin's hands 
than in the hands of Kolomoisky and these, these Nazis. Because they'll take the stuff and go, hey, do you want a dirty bomb to go off in, in Moscow tomorrow? Or do you want one to go off in Kiev and we say it was Moscow? <laughs> Both. Well, and, and there's no limit to these guys what they'll do. Well, and that's what's got me thinking. As soon as you, as soon as I said that, what do you think about it? I realized I completely just—I was just saying how I don't believe anything from the news, and then, like, like a moron, I was like, and then what do you think? I mean, a week ago, it was you were a soulless bastard if you said you didn't believe Snake Island and the Ghost of Kiev. Excuse my language. I know that you're. This is a family show, but like, that was just seven days ago, and it's already been completely. Voided. What do the next seven days hold? Are we going to find out that it was friendly fire on the nuclear power plant? Like, that's what that's what I want to know is it's really I can't believe really anything that's coming out. And then there's nothing more absurd than than people saying, you know what? The United States needs to get involved. Like, we need to get involved. Like, this is Hitler 2.0. They're calling they're calling Putin a Nazi. And it's like the Azov Battalion are literal Nazis. And not in like uh everyone I don't like is a Nazi. I mean, like Albert Speer, they do the same night vigils, literally have swastikas on their helmets, literally talk about the need for there's that that some new propaganda the other day where it was like them riding a horse and they're throwing like a it almost looks like a trident and it's through like a Ukrainian with the Star of David on it. And it's like these are literal not not in the not in the hey every Trump supporter is a Nazi no I mean these are genuine actual Nazis like in the realest sense of the word and everyone's foaming at the mouth to go join them to go join the fight against or fight with Ukraine against what they perceive as Nazis and I don't know if you saw but there actually was someone. Uh, there are a lot of people from like the U.S., kind of a bunch of soy boys just going over there. Um, there was a I think it was yesterday or the day before some like Reddit moderator like went over there and was sending messages to his friends about like where he was with the Ukrainian soldiers. And one of the friends that received it, it was like a private message, posted it on Facebook. And some Russian sleuth saw it and they got the geolocation from it. And they saw that the Ukrainian soldiers were hiding out in abandoned schools. And so the Russians just shelled every abandoned school for like five miles and eventually killed all these guys. Like we're seeing real time like just how manufactured this whole thing is and how stupid these people are. I don't really know where I'm going with this. I'm just kind of spewing bile. Well, I'll give you you a classic example. Everything I've seen so far I saw in Syria – that's why I go to these grand dames of reporting uh, from the Syria crisis because Ava Bartlett, Vanessa Beely, Shifa Gardi, Serena Shim, they called all this shit out. It's, you know, the humanitarian corridor that they opened in Mariupol uh, that's supposedly opened at 9 o'clock and then they said the Russians fired on the convoy at 9.30. The reason why they didn't want a humanitarian corridor is there go all your hostages. Yeah. There go all your human shields. They're walking out. So the... The uh, Azov Brigade fired on those uh, uh, men and women. They especially didn't want the men to go. And they're going to press those men into the service. So, you know, it's hard to watch. You know, I just saw Time Women of the Year just came out, and uh, Amal Clooney was one of the women of the year. And she was one of the big uh, 
white helmet ones. And you just, you just shake your head and go, they just want us to just believe this crap. You know, maybe we would have been this skeptical about Pearl Harbor. Uh, if it would have happened real time, because we would be all like, Hey, I've been watching the, the radar swarm from Midway Island for, you know, six weeks. You know, I, I, even I, even you I know, saw it, even I saw it. Right. So it would be harder to get away, you know, with this stuff back then. But um, this is really like Syria 2.0. Yeah. People would look at that. And the, the problem, uh, well, here, the difference is the Spetsnaz know how to deal with this. And, and what I'm saying is snipers, for instance, used to be able to, uh, you know, have like six different uh, sniping locations. And then there would be six old women, you know, in each of those six apartments. And then they would just tell the old women, you know, stand by the window. If you don't, I'll kill you or kill your little kid downstairs. Even though the kid's probably not even there. Uh, so they'll all stand by the window and they'll, they'll move between six different locations and fire. Well, the problem is the Spetsnaz guys can get in now with various things to enfilade them. And I won't go into the different technology, but there's a way of enfilading, getting behind the scenes to see what's happening and getting the shot inside the building rather than shooting from the outside. And that's going to be a real surprise for these guys because Wait, it's uh, like, it's like shooting fish in a barrel at that point. What, what was and, the word used? In, inf infilate? Enfilade and, fire is when you're shooting somebody from the side, sort of shooting them in the temple. They they think you're out this way, uh, but enfilade enfilade fire is when you're like you, you you flank somebody and you, then you look down the trench at them. This is how Sergeant York killed you know so many Germans because mm -hmm. he was looking down the trench and enfilade fire and he captured so many because enfilade you have no protection. And this is the same thing when you get inside an apartment building and you punch a hole through the elevator shaft. So watch your elevator shafts uh, as a brigade um, and, and watch all walls. How can they? Don't, don't, don't look out. Don't look out there. They're coming behind you so as a, what are they? and they're coming, up, they're coming behind you and to your back and to your left and to your right. So, so you better keep that in mind as of, as you're looking out for targets. Go ahead. So wait, what technology do the Spetsnaz have that they can, like sonar, there's a, some sort of like sonar? Or? No, there's there's a room, there's a, a capability that I can put a device in a in a in an elevator well, ah. okay, that, that'll fix, and then it'll, it through various methods can punch a hole. Gotcha. When, when nobody's looking, and then I can have a just a fixed gun there, that you know you think it's a shrapnel hole. Yeah. So you don't know why, but if I have a camera in another location, okay, I can just hit the, the go gun, you know, when I, when something crosses my target or it can be set. So, you know, the motion detect, but the, but the way they are going to do it is, but what I'm saying is you get around the, the way you get a sniper to begin with is enfilade. That's your strategy or completely behind. Right. But when they realize that, hiding behind the grandmothers isn't going to work anymore. There's new DARPA worked on these type of things as well as, as Spetsnaz. Then they're going to be like, Oh shit. 2014 is not going to work anymore. 
So now we're going to have to actually shoot the grandmothers and throw them out the windows and say the Russians did it. So there's going to be an uptick in the Brutality. charges. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. going to be an uptick here. Yeah. And um, the old way, in the old Syria, White Helmet's way, ain't going to work. This is why they put them all Clooney out. They, they, as the Time Woman of the Year, they didn't think uh, it, Who is that? it would have been Amal Clooney is George Clooney's wife. Uh, um, they didn't put her out by herself because it would have been too obvious. Because everybody would have went, Syria 2.0, here we go. White helmets using human shields again. Oh, I've seen this movie. Oh, they won't let the human shields leave, even though they, the Russians or the Americans are opening up humanitarian corridors. I've seen this movie, right? So that's going to end because that old problem has been studied. And you always tend to fight the last war, right? Yeah. These groups always yeah. tend to fight the last war. Yeah. Now, are we, do you think we're really hand, I mean, I know we're, I know we're, I mean, it's it's no secret all of NATO is doing it. They're just through proxy arming, right? We're giving them weapons, giving them uh, supplies. Like that's, that's a given. Um, do you think the, I mean, if the U.S. really wants to get in there, if, if the military-industrial complex is just really jonesing for a hit, do you think we're going to be in there with, like, the CIA Special Activities Division or something? Are we going to try to pull it in? Because, yeah, I mean, if it seems like the kind of first week, maybe first 10 days of the propaganda, like you, like we said earlier, it's not working. People are going, wait, what the hell? Everyone from Snake Island is still alive. The ghost of Kiev isn't there. Um they're going to turn it up eventually. And then the best way to turn it up best for, you know, the Azov battalion, but not, not best in a good way would be to stop with the propaganda and actually start delivering results. Even if those results are false flags, you want to start actually delivering bodies that it's not, not like the ghost of Kiev or like an old picture of Zelensky from 2019, but actually start throwing the grandmas out of the windows do you think we're going to see an uptick in, in the brutality and blame yes. it on, and then that's how they're going to try to garner all of Western support. You can't, yes. you, you already see it floating around. Neutrality is our, is like, is going with the enemy. And it's like, no, neutrality is, I just saw two decades of the United States in a quagmire. And I've interviewed a lot of the veterans, some of whom are amputees, most of whom have PTSD like, excuse me if I'm not necessarily foaming at the mouth to go get involved in an even bigger one. But you think, but so you think we are going to see an uptick in that? Absolutely, because they're going to try the last war, the Syria methodology. Same group of people, by the way. Uh, so uh, Azov moves all around where the Mujahideen moves, Colin Moisky moves them around on his Antonov 225. They know they can't get, they can't get it. R.I.P. Antonov 225. Yeah, R.I.P. Antonov 225. They know they're trapped now. So they're going to fight tenaciously. But there's no Kolomoisky coming to get you. All right? And the second thing is, don't forget, we've been dossieting your ass for eight years. As you've been shooting the grandmothers in Donbass, you sniper guys, DeBrennan and, and company, we've been dossieting your ass for eight years. We've had facial recognition on your ass for eight years. You think we don't know where you are? You, don't, you think we don't have advanced spec ops ways of dusting every piece of clothing you own and every piece of 
uh, every car you have, every motorcycle you have, every bicycle you have? You think only the Americans and only DARPA have that, right? Smart dust? No. The Russians have it as well, and they've been dossiering for eight years. So every horrific murder that you committed when you burn people at the trade union, union alive, guess what? There's social media all around. And your little face box had the FR hit it. And we've been dossiering you for eight years. Okay. We are going to find you. And if you commit an atrocity, and I'm talking right now to the snipers right now, the guys hiding behind in those apartment buildings right now, I'm talking right at you. Okay. You go kill one, you're going to kill one of your family. You kill a girl, a little girl, your little girl is going to get killed, right? You go kill a grandmother, you throw a grandmother out a window, your grandmother is going to get thrown out a window because your ass has been dossiered, okay? I'm talking right at you, DeBrennan. You, you hear me, DeBrennan? Your ass has been dossiered and your whole crew has been dossiered, so do you, right? Do you know? I'm just sending you a signal, DeBrennan. Just send in a signal, just, just for you. Okay, there you go. So you, Tommy, I love it when we can send signals. So do you do you know do you know this for a fact? I know it for a fact. Oh shit. It's gonna happen, and it's gonna happen right here on Neighborhood News Hour. The beautiful part about this, Tommy, is <laughs> that's how these podcasts are gonna accelerate. Like Tommy and George started like back in summer twenty twenty one. I think the first episode Tommy was wearing a Winnie the Pooh shirt. Man, it went dark in less than a year. They were like live streaming oh, it. They were just we played music all morning. We played music all morning. I just think these guys. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I get you. When, they, when the Nazis were shooting little girls in the head after they raped them, yeah. they thought, hey, this is fun because there's no consequences here. Yeah. The last eight years when they've been doing this, raping somebody and then setting them on fire and then throwing their body and having the jokes and the jollies and the laughs, it was all a bunch of fun. It's good Nazi fun for the last eight years. Mm-hmm. All right. Talk to those guys now in the last seven days. Talk to them now. Okay. How was your last seven days? Okay. Get cute. Now, now you get cute inside the apartment buildings, then see what happens. The whole last seven days is going to look like a picnic. Last seven days is going to look like a picnic. Tommy, last night, I was in little Ukraine. Okay. The most ethnic, little Ukraine, the most ethnically Ukraine population, ethnic population in the United States, maybe only uh, Chicago, Illinois. Okay. I went to, my sister lived there for most of her life. I went, spent the whole night with Ukrainian people. Okay. I told them the battle was not against the people of Ukraine. But I told them, if you have these murderers and thugs in, in your group and you let them do what they've been doing to Donbass the last eight years and you did nothing and you do nothing now not to point them out, then there will be collateral damage. Putin does have the right to go in and get these bastards. Putin has a right to go in. And get, we would do the same damn thing. Tell you, let me just ask you. We're right here in Michigan. We're right here in Detroit. Let's suppose a whole bunch of mercenaries were hired in Windsor and they were coming across the Detroit River in their little speedboats every once in a while. And then they would rape and kill some people and burn some people alive, right? 50 or so at a time. 
And then they would jolly, have their jollies, throw the beer cans at the, uh, you know, the Detroit River on their way back to Windsor. And they did that for eight years. And let's say they got our family. Do you think, and let's say we got their facial recognition, let's say we dossiered them. Do you think we would go, hey, you know what? Uh, since, since Tommy and George are over there in Windsor cleaning that crap up now, uh, we've been attacked. And now everyone should wave a Canadian flag. And you should put a Canadian flag on your car window. And you should have Canadian flag lapel pins. Because Tommy and George came back to exact retribution over the last eight years of this border war. Uh. Right? No. This is what, exactly what the Nazis did when they went after group after group after group. They appealed it was a Nazi flag while they were committing all the atrocities. But what happened when there was somebody uh, well, fight who, back or do something they, back? Then out came the German flag. Then it was Deutsche Uber Alles. They mm. flew the German flag. They appealed to nationalism. Yeah. It's not Nazis that are killing all these people. It's the German flag. Oh. Right? Yeah. That's what this is the same, same technique. Same technique. And I love, I love it when we can tell them that this is not going to be Syria. And Amal Clooney is not going to save your ass this time. I love telling them that. And the, the women are f- afraid. The, uh, Ava Bartlett's are afraid. And, but she's poking her head out now. The, Vanessa Bealey's still afraid. She's going to poke her head out pretty soon. Shifa Gardi's dead because they know that these people end up dead. Serena Shim is dead. But the, these brave women are going to be the first ones who are going to tell you what's really happening. Do you know one of the strikes I got on YouTube... See that first paragraph, freely discussed under the company's dangerous individuals and organizations policy. Um, mm-hmm. For everybody listening, it's talking about how Facebook uh, has banned basically discussion of uh, the Azov Battalion because they're neo-Nazis. And now it's saying that uh, they're allowing it because they're fighting the Russians. Do you know one of the strikes I got on YouTube was because I was listed as a dangerous individual and organization? Because I had on some military guys that said, hey, if anyone comes, this was summer 2020, they said, if anyone comes to your property during the riots and intimidates you, extend your ground. That episode where they just said, if anyone comes on your property where your little kids are there, yeah, shoot back. I got a two-week suspension for uh, hosting dangerous individuals and organizations. But but (laughs) neo-Nazis are now allowed on, but by their definition, right? Because I've been called a Nazi, shouldn't I be allowed back on on YouTube and Facebook then? <laughs> shouldn't I technically have they backed themselves into a corner? Am I a neo-Nazi and thus they have to let me back on? Your move, Facebook. I mean, I'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> Your because move. I, I hear you. I hear you knocking on the Overton window. I hear you knocking on the Overton window. And oh, the Overton window is a guy I ended up going to school with. Pushing it open. Yeah, push open the Overton window. Overton window is what you're allowed to talk about in the yeah. media, right? Yeah. The Overton window says you can't talk about Nazis till Putin puts one toenail into Ukraine. Then Nazis, you can put them on your Facebook account. You can put them on your put bumper stickers. You can fly the Nazi flag. Amazon selling Azov Battalion shirts now. Great. You know, awesome. Uh these people, I mean, are direct descendants of Stephen Bandera, Bandera to Labed. They were uh, blood and soil, which is blood and soil, meaning we, you don't get the soil without the blood. 
Question. You don't kill anybody. You don't get the land, right? Uh, and they are neo-Nazis. Now, the good news is the special forces have thought all this through. They thought it all through. And it's not going to end up well for Kolomoisky. We've been calling Kolomoisky out for five years. We've been calling the biolabs out. These guys have been doing the bioweapons, thinking bioweapons going to be their ace card. Oopsie, oopsie, oopsie. We published the addresses how long ago of these 11? We said the ones that we thought were doing the most heinous uh, bioweapon offensive things, Mariupol, um, Kiev, and Odessa. Guess who comes out two days ago? Uh, Foreign Minister Lavrov and said, the ones that really bug the shit out of us are the new one in Kiev and the new one in uh, Odessa. This was upping the game into pandemic. You're going to find out when this is all said and done, those NATO Nazis who been were active in Zimbabwe and South Africa, that was a, that was a test. Wuhan was a test. Wuhan military games was a attenuated test for this, mm. for taking back, for taking back uh, Crimea. You're going to see sea spray. This is why sea spray was big for us last week, Tommy, because it, there was sea spray in Crimea. There was going to be sea spray used in the Donbass for real, with the real stuff, the non-attenuated stuff. And we're right in the heart of it. And we're outing it. And sorry, you lose a Colin Moisky. Tommy Moisky's here on the scene. Tommy Moisky, not to be confused with Colin Moisky. He is my, uh, I am his superior. Uh, he reports yes. to me. But <laughs> so I was thinking though, and for the Spets now is watching, I'm absolutely kidding. Don't kill me. I'm, I'm just, I'm just doing a podcast. Leave me alone, please. But, you know, it got me thinking. So if the Azov Battalion are allowed praise, because they're fighting the Russian forces, the evil Russian forces, right? It shouldn't technically, so we've now defined Nazis as in the Overton window that they are stunning and brave and progressive because they're fighting the Russians. And if I'm defined as a Nazi for being conservative in 2022, and then if, if, if the BLM founders have openly admitted to being Marxist, aren't they technically now justifying that I should be fighting them? Because if I'm technically a Nazi, which according to them I am, and we are now saying that you can praise the Azovs for fighting the the Russians, then shouldn't by the by the the uh, by the transitive property, shouldn't I be praised for fighting? For fighting avowed Marxists, I, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure by default I was just given a green light to go into Seattle and just start mowing them down. I think I just got a green light. Zuckerberg, hear you loud and clear, brother. I'm on my way. <laughs> well, you remember, you'll remember in my be a lawyer and in, in my speech here. I only want to throw flowers at the Azov guys. Yeah, so I only want to throw flowers, but I will let you know that. Every flower has a little dust on it, does it not? So Every flower has a little dust on it, does it not? So I'm just saying there may be a little dust on the things that you think you're wearing that don't have any dust on it, like nanoparticle-sized dust. You think you're safe? You ain't safe, brother. And go ahead and do an atrocity and get your whole family killed. 
go ahead and do an atrocity today, Azov, because you'll get your whole family killed. Guaranteed. So Guaranteed. If that sounds like a threat, it's not because nanotechnology. Think about the great things nanotechnology has brought to life. So, so do you think that now it's to pull it back? Um, there's Kiev, pull there's back. pull it back. No, 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 I don't give a shit. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm banned from YouTube anyway. We can talk about whatever. I only throw flowers, Tommy. We only throw flowers here. We throw flowers. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. I, technically, I don't know what's real anymore if, if we're allowed to praise the Azov Battalion now because I don't want to. But I mean, if it's the new Yes Queen, I mean, right back to that though, right? Is it still cool to punch a Nazi? So, no. This, no. no, it's not cool. That's not that's not trendy anymore to punch a Nazi. No, you got to get the shirt. Oh, buy the Azov Brigade shirt. Okay, and you got to get the Azov Brigade bumper stickers. You know, and the they, you always try to fight the last war. I'm always trying to be part of the last progressive wave. I I fell behind in 2020. I thought we were being patriotic because of COVID, and it turned out no. You have to punch Nazis, and I was like, shit, I'm a Nazi now, and now I'm trying to like, yeah, let's kill Nazis. I'm on board now, and now it's no. Nazis are stunning and brave. And I'm like, wait, I thought we should withdraw from I- in the Middle East. And they're saying, no, we got to go occupy Ukraine now. I really am just always fighting the last progressive meme war. I don't know what to do anymore. Um, but Well, I got some great news for you, Tommy, because we're men of peace. Yes. You and I are men of peace. We would never, ever do anything violent. Even if those bad old people came from Windsor on the Windsor Ferry and were raping and killing all of our kids, we would laugh. We would just throw flowers at them, and we would welcome them in because they're they're heroes, right? Uh, because Facebook told us Natural. that these Nazis are heroes, so we'll, we'll put on our website "Love Azov," right? But I wanted to to let you know that we might retry this little music uh, thing that we put together to just show you how comfortable and calm and placid and serene that neighborhood news is and how pacifistic or whatever it is, pacified or nonviolent we are. And Tyrone, I was wondering, can we try that one more time in honor of Tommy? I just want him to see where we live, see our building, see our, you know, fair city here. Tommy, do you mind if we give this a go here? And and you, if you want to go to the bathroom, here we go. You read my mind. I might be running the restroom. Okay. But, no, I was just thinking we should make a shirt that says, like, you know, like, as of 2022, but, like, as of, instead of as of, like, as of 2022, Nazis are cool. I love that. As of. I like that. As of 2022. The as of shirts. I love it. The as of shirts. Okay, well, that's not going to work, so. Uh, Don't worry uh, about it. We're having, we're having some internet issues today, which is surprising me. Yeah. I worked all morning on this. I got up this morning really early. I said, I want, I want to have a musical interlude for Tommy, you know, for the Tommy show, but yeah, it's not always going to happen. So back to, so I'm thinking about the Russian invasion though, right? I mean, the general kind of mainstream narrative, right. Has been that they're, they're taking, was it loop the Yanks? What are the two spots? Lugansk. Lugansk and, and Donetsk. Donetsk. Yeah. That was kind of like the the mainstream narrative, correct? They, yeah. Putin, Putin, bad man. Putin want this land. Ukraine say no. Okay. Yeah. Now, and then if you overlay like the bombing areas and the shelling targets, you're finding that there are U.S. Ukraine biolabs there. So 
that's kind around of around it. I don't think Putin's hitting it directly yeah, to yeah, push yeah. it all yeah. out yeah. of the yeah. Ukraine with a Ukrainian television station. Oh. So oh, we got we got a great map here. You think it's gonna play? No. Go ahead. So Okay, we'll, we'll just share the picture. Go ahead. Well, so now so it's like the first one is like what the media tells us. They're taking those two areas because he thinks it's his. The second is what we talked about last week, the overlaying of the uh the US Ukraine biolab areas in the conflict areas. And now the third kind of narrative I'm getting is that this is in response to eight years of Azov, uh, uh, I guess, genocidal activities, are they killing two birds with one stone? Are they going in to get evidence of U.S. bioweapons research as well as going to take out the Azovs? Was this entirely about the Azovs? And then on the side, they're also going to go in and get the U.S.-Ukraine biolabs. What is actually going on? I, I, I have this fear that this is actually all just a school play. And, you know, Putin's working for Klaus Schwab too. Yeah. And, and we're, we're going to get you 50 billion and Kolomoisky's not coming to justice. And we're just going to move the bioweapons because neighborhood news figured it out. And when uh, this is over, when Russia withdraws, they're just going to build better labs with the money they get from Congress. Adam Schiff's going to send them another 50 billion. But I try not, I want to believe in a world where there's a little bit of justice and these guys, these Nazis come to justice for the last eight years. Maybe I'm just kidding myself. It's just another trust operation. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But again, you know, it's not like we sit in our uh, bunkers and use old women as uh, human shields. No. I actually go to little Ukraine and I immerse myself in Ukrainian people and I explain my points of view. I went to a beautiful Ukrainian church last night and spend time and time explaining the history here that you've had embedded in your country. This it's like the Nazis started as a very small segment of the population and nobody called them out. And they just kept co-opting and co-opting and co-opting and growing their footprint. And then every time they got attacked, they always waved the German flag and said, you know, bad, uh, whoever it was that responded to their, their attacks, they said, oh, they're attacking us. And it's amazing how this simple formula just keeps working. Yeah. Until, oopsie, 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 until the special forces techniques catch up with it, which I think they are. But we'll see. Uh, you know, they don't have, Russia certainly doesn't have all of the... Uh, rats out of the sewer yet. Um, you know, they're about half done and they got to keep going. But all these could be bloodbaths um, because these guys in, 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 the, in the high towers, um, look, at, look at Syria. They'll kill everybody. They'll kill every person to the last person, little girl, baby, everybody. They'll kill everybody in the building and say the Russians did it. They won't leave one left before they go through the whole building. So I do think these things could be a bloodbath. I do think there's some new special forces techniques that will surprise them. And I do think there will be reprisals now where there weren't before on the families of people who commit these atrocities. Uh, but for the most part, I think they're going to try Syria 2.0. Uh, that's what I see happening here is Syria 2.0. Do you think that we are going to see... <clears throat> Do you think we're going to see a use of of, of bio? Because I, I feel like what we're going to see is 
the the sort of it's like swine flu didn't work and they had to come back stronger with covid i feel like that they're realizing that the propaganda is really not working it's grabbed to hold us on people right yeah i stand with ukraine just kind of a bunch of mouth breathing brain dead morons on twitter but are we going to start to see them i know i kind of asked this earlier are the Azovs, are they going to step it up a notch? You know, didn't, I think yesterday the State Department said that, you know, they're preparing for like the assassination of Zelensky so they can, you know, input a new leader or something. It sounds like they're kind of prepping the public consciousness for Zelensky getting whacked. Is there going to be something? Is there going to be some new activity that's really going to try to grab the the global public consciousness by the balls? Like, oh, a sh- you know, a couple shells weren't enough. You know, they're kind of inching towards it now with, like, the nuclear reactor. They're like, look, they're doing Chernobyl times 100 trillion. Oh, my God. Do you think that they're really going to have to pull out all the stops to get uh, Western support uh, or the uh, support of the masses for an all-out NATO intervention, which does kind of seem like some great reset shit. So are are they just trying to set the stage for, I don't know, wiping out billions of people? Well, remember, these are mercenary, Nazi mercenaries that can always escape easily. And they also know the vaccine. They also have the universal vaccine. So they're not going to die from any bioweapons that get released. I think the big surprise here was the lightning strike by the Russian special forces to get air dominance. Because getting the airports is the key. Mm-hmm. And they have air dominance. You mm-hmm. can't even fly a helicopter in Ukraine, right? So this is, I think, why they want a no-fly zone because you can't release the bioweapons unless you have a platform. Now, people can say drones. They could release stuff with drones and and disperse. But right now, there's an H1N1 outbreak huge in uh, uh, western Ukraine because the Russians... Yeah, right now. uh, Yeah, and uh, so I definitely think that, you know, talking to Paul Cottrell and stuff like that, it could be still that the... The flu spike is what's killing people. You can always put the flu spike into a bacteria. Yeah. You can put the corona there as the bogey, right? So everybody's going, how do we, you know, let's get the trillions for the for the corona vaccine. But the thing that's actually killing people, as the thing can't distinguish, the PCR can't distinguish between the flu and the corona. The, the flu spike is what's killing people. So I, I believe they already did release in Western Ukraine H1N1. There's a huge outbreak right now. Didn't Fauci say yesterday, I think, that we should be concerned about a massive tuberculosis outbreak? I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, but, you know, I I think what he's saying is they may go to the anthrax and a bacteria-based. But tuberculosis is kind of an empty threat, I think, unless they've... Yeah, tuberculosis but everybody's got a tb shot it's it's pretty you know not, not everybody's got the anthrax vax right mostly soldiers only have the anthrax vax the six course anthrax vax so if you're the if you're the azov brigade you have a much better chance of creating a pandemic and blaming the russians if you release anthrax from the from the bio labs you still have because your your soldiers are vaxed Right. And then you could say, hey, the Russians did it. You know, we stole it from the Almaty lab, which used to be a biopreparat lab. And so we know we can do a signature strike on the Russians and make it look like they did it. 
So, and, and that's anthrax. Ken, Ken Allenbeck, you've interviewed him many times with the uh, uh, ben, bentonite backbone, the silicon dioxide backbone, the aerosolizing backbone. Um, that's what I think you're going to see. And they love anthrax because it sporulates. It'll survive the cold yeah. temperatures in the winter. I, I think Fauci is, is covering for, for the anthrax. It's, it, if they're going to do it, it's going to be anthrax. Or is Fauci just trying to get back in the limelight? Do you think he's jealous? Do you think Fauci... No, I think he's the rodeo clown. I mean, Fauci's going to be sent in as a rodeo clown. Tuberculosis is almost yeah. a childish thing to say. Um, it's been... it's Nobody's... Everybody... The TB vaccine's been around how long? I got it as a kid. Yeah. And we'll, it's not the threat. It's going to be answering. Now... I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but apparently even even in relation to like supply supply chain uh, collapsing and rebuilding and COVID, like everything's gone up, right? Obviously, there's inflation. Obviously, there's supply chain. Great reset aside, like there is just in general, right? Things are going up because of really the, the events of the last two years. But even in relation to that, there was a near in like the last 48 hours like a vertical spike in the cost of, uh, of like grain and wheat. And now you got to think about like, so it's not just that oil is going up, right? Even you have Elon Musk, I think last night calling for the immediate, uh, like emergency drilling of our own, uh, on our own land because extraordinary times call for extraordinary measures. But what's the next thing It would be, we need to produce more, of our own grain, our own wheat, and import less or help export more to Europe. And that's where we, yep. And uh, what gets me think, it gets me thinking Bill Gates owning the majority of farmland in the US. So does that, does that slimy demon have a hand in any of this? Well, I think all these things are, are state sponsored things that are behind the cover of. John Malone at Discovery or Bill Gates or whatever. They're just, they're just front men for, Hey, we need to plant a new GMO, whatever, you know, the flavors saver tomato was just the start, but all the, you know, all the Monsanto corn and so forth so that we'll have a safe food supply. Yeah. Right? And this will force the farmers to all buy in, you know, with these threats, to the food supply, they'll all have to buy into the GMO, which is another kind of Nazi dream. They have to get all the food from us, right? I mean, this is this is a Nazification of everything. You know, if they could figure out how to Nazify uh, uh, drinking water, they would, right? They tried with synthetic tobacco, and uh, they have it with the sugar now. They're coming after know. our precious bodily fluids. <laughs> Sterling Hayden, a lot of people, you know, there's arguments, there's gnashing of teeth uh, over Sterling Hayden's performance in that movie. But what you look beyond is the great performance of Peter Sellers in that movie where he plays, I think what three roles. He plays Kissinger, with Dr. Strangelove. He plays a, a British person. And I think he also plays the president Adelaide Stevenson with an American accent. And George C. Scott also turns in a darn good performance. So why Sterling Hayden? Why is it always Sterling Hayden? Why is everybody always beating the drum for Sterling Hayden? Let's give George C. Scott a little credit. Let's give the great Peter Sellers a little credit, who also died 
very young. Because what did it do? It criticized the character. You mentioned him already. George and Scott's character was spoofing Curtis LeMay. Mm-hmm. The guy who wanted a bomb, bomb, bomb. Yeah. Japan, Japan, Japan. Yeah. Or precious bodily fluids. <laughs> <laughs> well, and precious bodily fluids comes from, you weren't alive then, and I wasn't either, but I was not born long after that, there were people who were really afraid of the drinking water supply. That the fluoridation of water is is characterized, is lampooned in the movie. Boy, I wish we had internet. We could play a little bit of Sterling Hayden. I will say something. I'm estranged from my brother, but eight or 10 years ago, I haven't talked to him in three years. Why? But eight, well, it's a long story, but... You know, I've I've made overtures, but you know, I gave up maybe five years ago. But but you're but not to pry, but you've tried. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. yeah. Okay, good. I even tried to play peacemaker between him and this filmmaker, and that didn't go anywhere. I, but I I, I can gonna, understand. I was gonna say because I I was I was in a I was in a fight with my brother and and hadn't talked to him in a week in 2014, and I went out of town to visit my girlfriend at the time. And during that time is when he took his life. And that's something that always still. Oh my. I've, to, well, I've, I've, I've told you about that. But but so whenever I hear people that are like, yeah, I'm in a grudge with my I'm like. You have to try to make peace. Now, if you've tried to make peace, you're good. You're good. I have. But I always just I, I always try to point that out to people. I'm like, just kind of learn from my own mistakes. I try. I try. As well, long as, you, as long as you've tried. I did a lot, a then, lot. I tried to be peacemaker, and I ended, I ended up getting sued. Yeah, well, <laughs> finally, well, right, five, right. five years, I ended up getting. Sued. All right, well, fuck me. Yeah, no. I yeah, get, no, no, no. no, no it's, it's it's a good thing. Yeah, it is. But but my brother tried his hand, and he, my brother was an actor uh, in high school. He was he had some good roles in high school, and uh, uh, but he played Sterling Hayden, and did a. I wish I had the, the film of it with. You know, Mandrake, you know, with the cigar. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Mandrake. You know how your hardcore comedy thinks, Mandrake? <laughs> 1,500 megatons, Mandrake. <laughs> right now, Mandrake, <sighs> the Joint Chiefs are convening a meeting to decide whether or not to go by the fail-safe point. And Mandrake, they're not going to because they can't recall the squadron, Mandrake. Wing, so, wing attack plan R. <laughs> yeah, wing attack plan R. And here's Slim Pickens. Everybody demeans Slim Pickens. Demeans Slim Pickens, who won an Oscar later on for some unknown movie. And he's the guy who rides the, the missile down to Laputer. Colonel right? Khan, yeah. You know who also was good in that movie? I'll just be right out and be honest. The whole movie was incredible. Every part the of the whole movie. movie. Uh, Keenan Wynn. Keenan Wynn. Now, everybody says, oh, Keenan Wynn, he was a bit uh, Disney actor who always said, hey, chitty, chitty, bang, bang, you know, can't take one more bang, bang. You know, he was always the frustrated mechanic mm-hmm. with chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Oh, I don't know if the chitty, chitty will be able to make it around the block again. Well, Dick Van Dyke will say, no, we'll just fly it to, like, London. You know, don't worry about that. It doesn't have to actually go around the block. We'll just fly it to London because it's a special car at night. It's just a fever dream. It's a fever dream, right? 
This is when cars could fly. Yeah, the good old days. But so there's Keenan Wynn. But Keenan Wynn in that movie plays one of the commandos taken over the base. This is very similar to what's happening right now in the Ukraine. So if you have time, go watch Doctor Strangelove. It's it's a Cold War classic. Right. And and anyway, <laughs> that is the whole part. That is the whole purpose of the Doomsday Device. You have to tell everyone. It would be 50 to 100, 100 megaton bombs laced with Cobalt, Thorium G. Why would you keep it a secret? Uh, we were waiting for the premier's birthday. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're still that's... fighting in the war room? You took a picture of the big map. Uh, well, also the big board. <laughs> we cannot have a map. Precisely the point. Why would you keep it? <laughs> this is what we're going through right now. This war game. This is so, just the, the this is just the, the live disintegration of George and mine's uh, psyche. Yeah, the just, the alternative the alternative title for the movie was how I came to love the bomb. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so maybe ours would be how I came to love bioweapons. Yeah, no, but seriously, but <laughs> even now though, it's like it's kind of like well, technically, if we're supporting the Azov Battalion, you Manfjör, like. That, apparently, that's the Overton window shifted. He doesn't have to pull his arm back down now. You're allowed yeah. to be yourself. Let it fly. He has a, he has a wheelchair. It's yeah. all it's all it's all good. We it's cannot good. have a bioweapons gap. <laughs> well, maybe it's going to be bioweapons death right. is going to be better and, and more. We're all more. Gonna, we're all going to die sooner or later. Make, but make let me let me creative. give you a little yeah. cameo. Let me just give you a little vignette, a little cameo that I think you might not remember, or you might remember. But they can't get the the phone line is <laughs> it's been cut at the base, sort of like the Kirtland Air Force Base. We covered a story where Kirtland is the head of the DTRA, mm-hmm. uh, where the new training base, the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, and they're the ones that track and manage all these loose nukes, and they always seem to be losing nukes. And uh, Isaac Cappy always seems to be having a party with a bunch of pretty girls. And, they're always being filmed with the generals and the generals are losing track of their laptops. And then all of a sudden the nukes and bios go missing at uh, Kirtland in New Mexico there. <laughs> but having said all that, this, this, and in the movie, they make fun of LeMay because he's with some blonde, mm-hmm. you know, he's not doing his job. He's where he should be at the Pentagon. He's off with some blonde. But the bottom line here is, Keenan, they have to call the Pentagon to tell them to call back Wing R <laughs> or the Squadron R, like you said. And the phone lines have been cut. And Mandrake, the British officer, the adjunct officer, Peter Sellers' character, says, well, potentially we could call the, the Pentagon on the phone, you know, on a payphone. <laughs> he, he's trying to prove to Keenan Wynn, don't shoot me, I'm trying to call the Pentagon to back wing are so we keep the world out of thermonuclear uh, disaster and uh he's just short 10 cents it's a quarter to make the phone call oh, yeah. he puts in, uh, he puts in the nickel <laughs> he goes uh sir you wouldn't you wouldn't have, have dime on you and uh Kenny Wynn's response is <laughs> i love this line you don't think i'd carry loose change into battle do you <laughs> <laughs> you know the world is lost the world is lost not for a horseshoe but for a dime you yeah. know? <laughs> that's property of the coca-cola company <laughs> that's another great line. 
you know that's property, the Coca-Cola company. But, <laughs> the property. I mean, there is kind uh, of like a lot of similarities though, right? It's like, you know, they will be coming, they will be dressed as Americans. So, you know, if they get within 1,200 yards, like you open up, like what is going on, right? Like, I mean, I wonder what is going on, right? Right, right, right now, big tech's like, the second the Russians come in there and start throwing grandmas out of windows, like you open up with the memes, but it's like, but it's not the Russians. It's your own. It's the Azov battalion. And it, maybe this is just, maybe this is how the world was meant to go. Maybe it was just like a 2022 twist on Dr. Strangelove. I love it. You know, uh, Tyrone, is it possible? I mean, if the internet gods are with us that we could go, uh, to see if if we could pull up a few scenes, select scenes, just maybe the even the trailer for Doctor Strange Love. Since we're in this bioweapons uh, deadly embrace now, and we probably none of us have a chance. None of us got the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, only the elites. Doesn't got matter. It. The vaccine doesn't matter. We don't. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be cobalt thor- thorium G. Cobalt thorium. Cobalt thorium G. At fifty four hundred megatons. <laughs> here we go well we're going to give it a go here at neighborhood news studio you know even when all odds are against us uh tommy kerrigan is here so we're going to make it happen for tommy kerrigan wing attack plan t we can plat was it r I wing attack remember. plan r yeah no i said t because tommy here we go enjoy this everybody we might watch party this whole thing and just stop it along the way this could go crazy it's only three minutes. Here we go, Tommy. Send the you probably have another interview. Do you have another interview? No, I did two earlier. No, one earlier. Okay. All right. So we can we can watch party of this. We find it on the web. Here we go. Why would you keep that woman would have to be of a highly attractive highly nature? Attractive so that we may reproduce. One man. <laughs> A little more volume, please. Attack Russia. Oh. Oh. Base. Ten females to each male. and you have a right to know. It looks like we're in a shooting war. Oh, hell. All the Russians involved, sir? Well, boys, I reckon this is it. Nuclear combat toe-to-toe with the Ruskies. I don't like the look of this, Fred. All right, tell you what you better do, old buddy. 
I was under the impression that I was the only one in authority to order the use of nuclear weapons. Uh, that's right, sir. You are the only person authorized to do so. And although I uh, hate to judge before all the facts are in, it's beginning to look like uh, General Ripper exceeded his authority. I, I first became aware of it, Mandrake, during the physical act of love. Missile still deflecting. Range one Has that plane really got a chance of getting through? Well, uh, sir, uh, if the pilot's good, see, I mean, I mean, if he's really sharp, he can barrel that baby in solo. I mean, <laughs> you ought to see it sometime. It's a sight. A big plane, like a 52. It's jet exhaust, flying chickens in the barnyard. Dr. Strange Love. Or how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, the great Tommy Kerrigan is with us here. That movie produced by a young Stanley Kubrick. A young Stanley Kubrick produces that. Kind of insane to think about is that movie came out less than 20 years after the first A-bomb detonation. So that was like, and it's two years after a Cuban Missile Crisis. So you forget how like pertinent that really was. And you can take every place where they say nuclear and just put in bio. And we're right back. And and we're right to now. Or a real head fuck. You don't even need to remove it because all the nuclear weapons are still there. (laughs) Right. And we dismantled half of them. Okay, now we can only blow up the world 10 times over instead of 20. See, an elite doesn't think of it that way. Elite thinks that's why we did the bioweapons, because the nukes were stupid and were going to kill us too, right? We put we spent the last 50 years moving to bio so that it would just kill everybody who didn't have the super vax, didn't have the, the so, vaccine. Do you, I don't know how confident they are, but if this triggers World War DARPA, I hate to say it, but there's a guy who wrote a book about that around here. Uh, I think it's George Webb wrote the book World War DARPA, and I wrote, wrote it way before the invasion. Wrote it a year ago, folks. World War DARPA. These DARPA technologies have brought us to the brink of nuclear and did, worldwide biowarfare. Did you know you can get signed copies from George Webb? How about this? This is the. Uh, it's not the book. It's four hundred page book, but there it is. There it is. World War DARPA. Say, wrote that a year ago, Tommy. Wrote that a year ago. You don't need to do it because it's over, the, the book is over your shoulder. Or no, never mind. It, that's none dare call it DARPA. None dare call it DARPA was the precursor to that. You can get that too. And also, uh, if you want to know exactly the little cabal that did it, Bavari 911 shows you how the anthrax to Corona was one big, long program. So that's a that's a beautiful story. Those are the three in the trilogy that I think get available at neighborhoodnewsstudio.com. All proceeds going to citizen journalists, supporting new citizen journalists. Um, did we get the plug in there? Yeah, we got the plug in there. Guys, don't fall for them. It's all going to the Azov Battalion. This is a money laundering. Call DHS now. This is 
It's a trust operation. Can you put the you know number up? <laughs> you know what I said? You know, we're coming for you as off and all that. That was all to sell it. Yeah, right? that, that was, was all. To, you got to sell the game. Who do you think is paying George and I? It's the CIA. It's the Mossad. Listen, we're on Team Schwab. We saw the writing on the wall. You've been duped. But it does make you think. Right, right, because yeah, the realization that nuclear weapons are stupid, right? Because you can't, you can't win unless you can get that vaccine and use the sword and the shield against all the peons. You got to wonder: is that why Putin's threatening with nuclear war? Because he knows, hey, I know that you guys have your your safe switch, and that's the universal vaccine. I'm gonna do that, which there is no vaccine against. Just the old fashioned, you know, fifteen hundred megatons, Doctor Strange love style. Cobalt thorium G doomsday device. Yeah. Well, and, and you, you, I think you nailed it. Um, Tyrone tells me that the internet is seemingly performing. Okay. Now we got maybe hit with a DDoS attack. Uh, but do um, you want to jump to some news, Tyrone? Is that what you're telling me? Oh uh, yeah. Well, why don't we do this? Let's go. Cause I'm having too much fun with Tommy here. Cause he knows the movie. Like I know the movie. Let's go to the movie where there's a full hour. I think it's a short movie, hour and 20, but let's jump, jump cut from yeah. thing. Let me go to the bathroom. Let me go to the bathroom first. You go to the bathroom. And while you're doing that, we'll play. You know, you want to try to play our, play your little theme. Yeah. Play, play the theme. Give Tommy two minutes to go to the bathroom. This is a, this was created just for Tommy Kerrigan here. So here we are. Kind of nice somebody creates something for you like this. It's actually created that I was inspired because of the pilot in my life with these clouds. That's what's supposed to be dedicated to her. But there we go. But I thought of, you know, finding truth. You know, you're on a search, you're on a global like Raiders of the Lost Ark, you're flying to find truth. Where's where is there gonna be a home in Alamo for truth? That's the kind of the concept that I came up with this morning since I was under a deadline to get this done by noon. Can you believe that? I get it. I land here, Tyrone. I do a five hour thing, and then I and then the guy running this joint says, Hey, I would like a neighborhood news intro. Fly here, then drive to Little Ukraine. Oh, yeah, back and forth to Little Ukraine, too, and meeting with everybody at the bowling alley. Oh, my goodness. I did the whole uh, Big Lebowski thing last night. Is that your bioweapon? You know, when I was <laughs> just going up to people with bowling balls going, is that your bioweapon, Mr. Ukraine? <laughs> I got some strange looks. I'm sure you did. Yeah. One guy wouldn't let me go to the bathroom. Yeah, he's asking about bioweapons. I know. He was like, uh, we're not going to let you go to the bathroom. I said, I was just joking with you. I was pretending everybody's bowling balls were bioweapons. They were Ukrainians, spies. I was joking. But they had a good laugh. We had a good laugh. I, Parma, my, my sister, lived in Parma her whole life. Here we go. You're going to play Thank you. 
I got to have a Tommy montage with all the great guests he's had. And so here we go again. You know, <laughs> I, I need to get paid more money in this job. <laughs> Tommy, uh, you're back. Yes. You're back. So we're going to go now. We're going to cut away to the, the movie. We're going to cut away this movie. It was, it was, I think, 1962, 63, four, four. four? Okay. <clears throat> and it's right after the Cuban Missile Crisis. So, uh, uh, Dr. Strangelove, we're going we're gonna to cut through. We're going to do something called jump cutting. And what that's going to do is not going to be reviewing the movie. It's just going to be uh, c- cutting to famous parts of the movie. And it's going to stimulate thinking about what's happening in Ukraine right now. So, it's probably the most creative possible gaming, uh, war gaming that, that anybody in the world is doing right now. Uh, so... The Pentagon's probably tuning in. We'll let a few minute, more minutes for the DARPA guys to come in. And we'll war game this for you uh, through the use of the magic of media. And, uh, huh, interesting. We don't need to now. Let's not steal the movie. It's first thing Tyrone goes to is you, you young guys know how to rip. What do they call that? When you can rip. The, oh, there it is. See that Dr. Strangel in 1964? <clears throat> Two down with the guy with the cigar. There, that one. That's the one we want. You guys know, is it the DRM, Digital Rights Management? Is that what's yeah, happening here? Yeah, who cares? Who cares? You guys, in my day, well, it wasn't, it was before me. There was this Napster. Okay, oh, so yeah. we're going to jump. Napster, LimeWire. Yeah, LimeWire and all that, which basically just paid for a whole bunch of infrastructure. Okay, so these are the guys that are keying in a three-digit code. This was sort of like 
try to imitate the Enigma machine that yeah. the Nazis had. Yeah. See how the Nazis are always placing a little, uh, what do you call that, a MacGuffin into their story to give themselves a little credit? What do they call that? When you when you when you place something that's like your girlfriend's teddy bear or whatever yeah. in the in the shot to a little personal aside kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I got you. Now I don't know what the name yeah. is, but yeah. So here they are. They're they're going toward uh, nuclear war has been started. I don't think I think we're ahead in the, the movie a little bit. Right? You mean it's, let's go a little bit further forward. Let's go a little further forward. Okay, let's go back a little bit now. This is some good drama here. Okay, right there. There's Slim Pickens. They're keying in all the codes for the launch codes. It's about halfway through the movie. We'll pick it up with Slim Pickens. Now we're going to go to the war room. And what's happened here is Adlai Stevenson has invited the actual Russian premiere into the war room for the first time. You can see the premier, even though there's world war, there are precipice of world war, he's secretly stealing food off the buffet table, the Joint Chiefs buffet table. <coughs> and it's unbecoming behavior. And, and, and the concierge here is saying, no, actually all the, all the food is free. So um, you don't need to steal it. So here we go. No volume? Yeah, yeah, here we go. Mr. President, a little rough. Try B-86543 Moscow. Yes, sir. You would never have found him through his office, Mr. President. Our premier is a man of the people, but he's also a man, if you follow my meaning. <laughs> what did you say? I said Premier Kissov is a degenerate atheist. Mr. President, I'm sorry. Mr. President, I think they're joining the numbers. Mr. President, this is right where we are now. So imagine this. This is happening in the Pentagon as we speak. What is going on here? I demand an explanation. This clumsy fool tried to plant that ridiculous camera on me. Yeah, you bet your sweets, Mr. Commie. Look at this, Mr. President. This lousy commie rat was taking pictures with this thing of the big boar. Mr. Ambassador. This clumsy fool attempted to plant that ridiculous camera on me. That's a damn lie. I saw him with my own eyes. Gentlemen, this is outrageous. I have never heard of such behavior in the war room before. Mr. President, I think they're getting him on the line. Come in, Dnepro. Come in, Dnepro. This is Dnepro. Is this a live feed, Tyrone? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. As up brigade. Yeah, open Tommy. up at twelve hundred meters. <laughs> Tommy, feel free to narrate here along the way as the As Up Brigade rolls in. I want to see if I actually got the number right. They I sure had those comments. They yeah. got our uniforms. Gee, those trucks sure look like the real thing, don't they? I wonder where they got them from. Probably bought them from the army as war surplus. Figured it out. Okay. Open up a 200 yard. Ah, 200, damn it. 200, that's pretty close. (laughs) 
Okay, we can fast forward a little bit to the Sturm Hayden. The irony. Here we go. Go back. Hello, Now, now, now here, here's what they're going to do is they're going to call. They're going to, you go right there, it's fine. They're going to call the other premier and see if they can head off the, uh, those planes that you see in the little lines going over toward the Soviet Union. They're going to try to head off them at the pass by calling in the recall code. Here we go. I've done as you ask. Be careful, Mr. President. I think he is drunk. Hello? Uh, hello, uh, hello, Dimitri. Listen, I, I can't hear too well. Do you suppose you could turn the music down just a little? Oh, that's much better. <laughs> yeah. Fine, I can hear you now, Dimitri. Clear and plain and coming through fine. I'm coming through fine too, eh? Good, then... Well, then, as you say, we're both coming through fine. Good. Well, it's good that you're fine and, and I'm fine. I agree with you. It's great to be fine. <laughs> now then, Dimitri. About you know, that nuclear war and biological war. We've always talked about the possibility of something going wrong with the bomb. The bomb, Dimitri. The bioweapons bomb. bomb. Well, now, what happened is um, one of our base commanders, he had a sort of, well, he went a little funny in the head. Totally you know, just a little funny. And uh, he went and did a silly thing. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what he did. He ordered his planes to attack your country. Well, let me finish, Dimitri. Let me finish, Dimitri. Well, listen, how do you think I feel about it? Can you imagine how I feel about it, Dimitri? Why do you think I'm calling you? Just to say hello? Of course I like to speak to you. Of course I like to say hello. Not now, but anytime, Dimitri. I'm just calling up to tell you something terrible has happened. It's a friendly call. Of course it's a friendly call. <laughs> Listen, if it wasn't friendly, you probably wouldn't have even got it. <laughs> they will not reach their targets for at least another hour. I am, I am positive, Dimitri. Listen, I've been all over this with your ambassador. It is not a trick. Well, I'll tell you. We'd like to give your air staff a complete rundown on the targets, the flight plans, and the defensive systems of the planes. Yes, I mean, if we're unable to recall the planes, then I'd say that, uh, well, uh, we're just going to have to help you destroy them, Dimitri. The Azov plan. I know there are boys. All right, well, listen, now who should we call? Who should we call, Dimitri, the... What with the people? You sorry, you faded away there. The People's Central Air Defense Headquarters. Where is that, Dimitri? In Omsk, right? Yes. Oh, you're calling first, will you? Uh huh. Listen, do you happen to have the phone number on you, Dimitri? <laughs> All right, we're going to move ahead here what? a little bit. I see. Just ask for Omsk. Just ask for Omsk. Why do you realize that 
Now, what's happening here is of this adjunct officer that Peter Sellers is playing, the British officer, human he's trying to talk to Kolomoisky here and tell him not to launch the bio bomb. And Kolomoisky is saying, no, if Azov Brigade's going out, we're, we're all going out. We're sending bio in every direction. Here we go. Mandrake. <laughs> Mandrake, have you never wondered why I drink only distilled water or rainwater and only pure grain alcohol? Well, it, it, it did occur to me, Jack, yes. Have you ever heard of a thing called fluoridation? Fluoridation of water? Uh, yes, I, I have heard of that, Jack, yes. yes. Well, do you know what it is? No. Do you realize that fluoridation is the most monstrously conceived and dangerous communist plot we have ever had to face? Call him this is Kolomoisky and Dinapro. something, Alexei. Is the Premier threatening to explode this if our planes carry out their attack? No, sir. It is not a thing a sane man would do. The doomsday machine is designed to trigger itself automatically. But surely you can disarm it somehow? No. It is designed to explode if any attempt is ever made to untrigger it automatically. Ah, it's an obvious common trick, Mr. President. We're wasting valuable time. Look at the big one. They're getting ready to clobber us. But this is absolute madness, Ambassador. Why should you build such a thing? There are those of us who fought against it, but in the end, we could not keep up with the expense involved in the arms race, the space race, and the peace race. 
And at the same time, our people grumbled for more nylons and washing machines. Our doomsday scheme cost us just a small fraction of what we've been spending on defense in a single year. But the deciding factor was when we learned that your country was working along similar lines and we were afraid of a doomsday gap. This is preposterous. I've never approved of anything like that. Our source was the New York Times. Dr. Strangelove, do we have anything like that in the works? Okay, now pause here really briefly. This is where the cameo of all cameos here, where he plays the third part. Okay, now let's just take this up to right now, Tommy. Kolomoyski has a doomsday weapon. It's bio cloud for 93 years in all directions. We don't know if it's going to work or not. If the, the vaccine's going to work or not. But don't, no, no, go for it. We're going to, uh, uh, we're going to listen to see if Kissinger has the vaccine or not. Well, um, can you go forward, Tyrone, to him wheeling his chair? There, perfect. Was that this idea was not a practical deterrent for reasons which at this moment must be all too obvious. Then you mean it is possible for them to have built such a thing? Mr. President, the technology required is easily within the means of even the smallest nuclear power. It requires only the will to do so. But how is it possible for this thing to be triggered automatically and at the same time impossible to untrigger? Mr. President, it is not only possible, it is essential. That is the whole idea of this machine, you know. Deterrence is the art of producing in the mind of the enemy the fear to attack. And so because of the automated and irrevocable decision-making process, which rules out human meddling, the doomsday machine is terrifying. It's simple to understand and completely credible and convincing. Now, now we'll stop it here. We one of doomsday machines. <laughs> Tommy, do you feel that this could be happening in the... Big- right now, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, where they go, hey, do you think he's got it where he's got the universal vaccine? Do you really think it's going to work? And and Kissinger is explaining, well, I mean, what do you think? I think, yeah, I mean, how else do you keep NATO from intervening in Ukraine and bombing Russia to shit? You have a credible fear in their minds that Putin really will. See, I don't think it's even bioweapons, though. I think it's actually probably identical to Dr. Strangelove. He's going, screw the bioweapon thing. He's like, I'll just, I'll just start just letting nukes off the handle. There's no vaccine against that. It, 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 will, it will destroy life on Earth. True. Wow. I didn't, now that you put it that way, it is exactly what might be happening in the Pentagon right now is what you're telling me. Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, Kolomoisky, I mean, all those guys, they enjoy life on Earth. They all have condoms. They all have yachts. Like, there's no, that's why they don't like nuclear, because nuclear is the end of all of it. Bioweapons, you can get that universal vaccine and just wipe out the, the, the useless eaters. But if Putin goes back to the hole, he goes, well, let's not play. Let's go back to mad. Mutual assured destruction. Your universal vaccine won't mean anything. 
when there is a wave of cobalt thorium G in the stratosphere for the next 93 years. And that's the only way you can keep. I mean, that's the beauty of mutual assured destruction. Okay, we'll go back to our movie, Tyrone. This is kind of exciting, isn't it? Oh, okay. No, no, okay. His mic's off. I'm sorry. Okay. We'll play it forward here. And the Americans wish they had one. Here we go. But this is fantastic, strange love. How can it be triggered automatically? Well, it's remarkably simple to do that. When you merely wish to bury bombs, there's no limit to the size. After that, they are connected to a gigantic complex of computers. Now then, a specific and clearly defined set of circumstances under which the bombs are to be exploded is programmed into a tape memory bank. Hmm. A single roll of shape can store all the information. Crowd names, that ain't no crowd names. Crowd names. It changed when you became a citizen. You used to be crowd by any other name, <laughs> Paperclip, they get the paperclip reference in there. Nano paper. point of the doomsday machine is lost. If you keep it a secret, why didn't you tell the world, eh? It was to be announced at the party congress on Monday. As you know, the premier loves surprises. We'll move forward through the battle scenes here. Peace is our mission. Although we might miss the Keenan Wins scene where he's saying, you don't think I'd carry loose change in the battle. We're going to risk that. Maybe a little bit forward here. We're toward the end of the movie here, folks. Oh, okay. We'll, get, we'll go through the Hayden, Sterling Hayden firing the, uh, the, the shots here. And we'll go out to when Mandrake goes to the phone booth. Hey, FYI, George, I got I to gotta bounce at 7 p.m. sharp. So I got like five, six minutes. Okay, this is the final scene. Here we go. Play this one. And on those clowns outside, they're going to give me a pretty good going over in a few minutes for the code. Yes, well, you may have uh, may have quite a point there, Jack. I don't know how well I could stand up under torture. Well, of course, the answer to that is, well, no one ever does. And my advice to you, Jack, is to give me the code now. And if those devils come back and try to wrap stuff, We'll fight them together, boy, like we did just now on the floor, eh? You with your gun, and me with the belt and the ammo, feeding you, Jack. Feed me, you said, and I was feeding you, Jack. No, Andre. I happen to believe in a life after this one. I know I'll have to answer what I've done. I think I can. Yes, well, of course you can, Jack. Of course you can. You can. I'm a religious man myself, you know, Jack. I... Believe in all that sort of thing, and uh, I'm hoping, you know, Jack, you drop your gun, Jack. Yes, you know what I'm here? No, Jack, let me take that for you. I'll take that for you, Jack. And uh, you know what I'm hoping, Jack? I'm hoping you're going to give me the code, boy. That's what I'm hoping. And uh, oh, you're going to have a little wash and brush up, are you? What a good idea. Always did wonders for a man, that, Jack. A little wash and brush up, water on the back of the neck, and makes you feel marvelous. That's what we need, Jack. Water on the back of the neck and the code. Now, now, supposing I play a little guessing game with you, Jack, boy. I'll try and guess. I'll try and guess what the code is. Okay, and we'll have to leave it right there, ladies and gentlemen. 
<laughs> we'll have to leave it right there. The world in suspense. Will Kolomoisky, the Kolomoisky code, uh, being accepted by any of the Azov underlings to stop World War Three. Remember the book. Remember the book. It's called World War DARPA. It's available at neighborhoodmusestudio.com. Tommy Kerrigan, uh, in your last few minutes here, give us your thoughts. Um, I don't know if we'll see it all. I don't think it is World War Three. I think there probably is. All jokes aside, there's probably something similar to uh, Doctor Strangelove going on right now. And I think it will be... I think we will opt out of nuclear... Because again... It doesn't matter if you're in the. It doesn't matter if you're in the world economic form. If the world's just radioactive ash, I think that we will see Putin given and out, and we will all look back and go, "That was kind of weird." Remember when everyone thought it was going to be World War Three, and then like Putin just kind of withdrew, and Ukraine gave up some stuff, and then it will come out in like eighty years that there was a Cuban Missile Crisis esque moment. I mean, no one ever really learned about nineteen eighty three Abel Archer until years later. Abel Archer was, we got closer to to uh, the end of the world than we did in the Cuban Missile Crisis. But that was kept secret for a while because it was there's just a lot of major fuck-ups on both sides. I think that's probably what we're going to see. And it's, again, kind of beautifully almost, you don't need these hyper-advanced nanoparticulate furin cleavage site vaccines. It's like, like he says, it's even a relatively simple nation could do it. It's just going to be thermonuclear warheads. It's going to go, I don't know what bioweapons you have and universal vaccine you have and molecular biology you have and CRISPR technology. Here's just an old three-stage thermonuclear warhead that will just let, will just let this fucker off the hook. There might, there might be some beauty in the simplicity of thermonuclear mutual assured destruction. Well, on that cheery thought, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we'll have Tommy Kerrigan back next Sunday. We believe it's going to be two o'clock. It could yes, be sir, five. Yes, sir. Yeah, today was today was an exception. Two o'clock, and remember, we'll have an explanation of the Abel Archer incident. Not now, Abel Archer incident next Sunday. Tommy Kerrigan live. Thanks, Tommy, for joining us. Play us out with you, Tyrone. Thank you, sir. I'm going to get on out of here. George, I'll send you the episode when it's up. And uh, as always, my friend, good chatting with you. Thank you, brother. Take care, George.